God, that's where we want to start this 2017 year. Um, simply at your feet, worshiping you for who you are. We sing hallelujah this morning for we are a people who have been redeemed and saved. Uh, not from what we've done, not from what we've accomplished, not from uh, the gifts that we've given, but from the gift that we've received of your grace, of your salvation. So our song this morning, God, is hallelujah. Our song this morning, God, is be with us as we sojourn on this next year together. Our prayer is simple, that you would be with us, that you would guide us every step of the way, and God, that you'd be glorified. That when this church does something, that when this church goes somewhere, uh, we take your glory with us, God, and we reveal it to the world around us. So be worshipped, be praised this morning. We lift you high in this place. We pray that you'd be with us. You'd speak to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Go ahead and take a seat. Good morning. Happy New Year. My name is Terrence Armentano, and I'm one of the elders here at Covenant Church. It's good to see everyone. And um, first, before we get started, I wanted to dismiss the kids to their kids' church. They can have fun. If you're a guest or a visitor with us, we're so thankful and glad that you're here. Um, if you hang around here long enough, you'll find that Covenant Church is, is like an extended family. So... Glad you're here, and to get more plugged in and, and to find out more about who we are, um, we have these brown connect cards in the back that if you fill them out, you will not only get prayed over <laughs> by the elders, because we send these to the elders um, when they come in, and we pray, pray for you by name. Um, you also get an awesome covenant mug designed by Greg Jenkins. So when you're drinking your coffee, you'll be reminded that you, know, you are cared for, you are prayed for by people here at Covenant, so... We welcome you. I'm excited we're starting a new series here to kick off the new year called Covenant Essentials. And as, if you've been here, you know that our, our core mission is um, to know Jesus and make him known. And to unpack that, um, we're going to go through the essentials of the faith and what that means, um, what that truly means to live that out. Today I'm going to focus on reflecting because before we can go forward, we need to reflect on what God has done, what he's doing, and what he will be doing. So that's where we're going to get started today. Um, so it is two, 2017, and I don't know about you, but sometimes life feels like it just goes by so fast. Um, you know, we wake up, we go to work, we go to our kids' activities, we rush from one thing to the next, we're moving at light speed sometimes, and um, it seems like just yesterday, um, you know, just yesterday, it was 2016, it literally was, <laughs> but you know, we wake up, we go, you know, we're moving along at light speed, we even have um, apps on our phone that tell us how fast life is going. It forces us to remember uh, that life is moving fast. This is a, you know, a f photo of Daniel about a year ago. And you're like, you know, you go back, you look at those photos on your app, you're like, wow. 
time's flying by. Look at that dude. And then just like, a, you know, a year later, he's doing this at uh, Chili's. And then as the evening carried on, things got a little bit more out of control. And then he started to try to take his shirt off. And you're just like, dang, that was fast. He grew up quick. Times are moving. About two years ago, um, I took uh, Josh and um, Evan to Tennessee. And most of the ride kind of looked like this. It was about a seven-hour trip. Um, if you look out the window, um, you see grass whipping by, trees whipping by. You can kind of see the mountains off in the distance. Um, it was moving pretty fast. And if the, the entire extent of my trip with my boys to Tennessee was driving there at light, you know, driving there, looking out the windows, saying, hey, kids, look at the mountains on the back, and then driving back, they'd be like, that's, that was kind of lame. <laughs> like, what, what's, what's so great about that? In order to f fully enjoy the trip, we had to get out of the car. We had to go experience what it was actually like to go to the mountains. To share stories together. To stand in all of what's been created. We had to stop, get out of the car, look around. Enjoy each other's company. Write songs. Write music. Hang out. Enjoy. And I think oftentimes in life, we just buzz along from one thing to the next. That we don't take time to get out of the car, look around, look at what God's been doing in our lives. And see all the great things that he has for us. So what we're going to be doing with the Essentials Sermon Series is getting out of the car, looking around, unpacking the great things that God has for us. And that's what we're going to be doing today in Psalm 145. We're going to read through Psalm 145 and see what great things God has for us in it. Before we do that, let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much. For who you are, for how great you are. Thank you, God, that we can count on you, God. When we're feeling low, we can enjoy you when we're feeling good. And I pray that in 2017, we'll take time necessary, God, to reflect on the things that matter to you. The things that you value, God. Help us to slow down capture those things, enjoy those things, and see what you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Psalm 145, I will exalt you, my God the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation commends your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts.
They speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They tell of the power of your awesome works. And I will proclaim your great deeds. They celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all that he has made. All your works praise you, Lord. Your faithful people extol you. They tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might so that all people may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is trustworthy in all his promises and faithful in all he does. The Lord upholds all who fall and he lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and faithful in all he does. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. So as I reflect and look through this psalm, I came up with this acrostic to help me both remember to reflect throughout this year and also to pull out some of the key things that David is talking about in the psalm, some key things that we can apply to our own lives. He realizes his greatness. He enjoys his works. He feels his embrace. He looks around and extends his grace. He calls on him. He thanks and praises him. David starts off his psalm with great praise. He realizes his greatness. It's like David lives in a reality where God's greatness is actually being realized. Um, I love this photo because it helps me think about how big God is. I was reading an article um, the other day that said there are over 100 billion stars in our galaxy and there's over 100 billion galaxies and there are more stars than grains of sand. I mean, if you think about that, that just blows up your mind of how big God is. So when I look at Tyler's hands going through the sand, I'm reminded of how great God is. Um, also, I, I notice that a lot of times we value things that we, um, the way we perceive value is directly related to how much we think we need it. For example, we all know that water is essential for life. Um, when you're thirsty, you'll grab a drink. After you've worked out, you'll grab that same drink and be even a little bit more thankful for it. If you've been without water for a day or two, that same glass of water, that same glass of water that's, that you need for life has now become something you're thankful for and you've got this newfound love of it. Like, I need this. And I think what you're seeing here is David 
sees that God is his drink of water that he needs for life. He's dying of thirst without God. That's his reality. And I think as Christians, it's easy for us to sort of kind of ho-hum through life and be like, oh, well, God's pretty cool. But, but like when you get there and you're like, no, he sustains my every breath. That basically sets the psalm into motion. Being a people of praise. Next, I see that David enjoys his works. How do I know that David enjoys God's work? Because he tells people about it. He says, generation will tell generation of your great works. When God does something awesome, you tell people. You pass it along. Um, and I think that's something that we like to, we want to get in the habit of doing here at Covenant. We celebrate things. When God does something awesome, we celebrate it. Just this past year, um, I, we took like a handful of awesome things that God has done for us. And it's something that is worthy of being shared and enjoyed and appreciated. Um, we have a new church constitution that we voted on that laid a foundation for us for years. We had a successful pastoral search to bring Kyle and his family here. And I'm still in awe of how God directed that, how he moved through that, and what a great fit they are. And to God be the glory for that. We have new faces here every Sunday. Our ministries are growing. God is expanding and updating our exterior and our interior here. And some beautiful things are happening with families opening their homes to children in need. For people caring for one another through meal trains and prayer. And these are things that we want to celebrate and continue to be a people that that's God's work happening and we can enjoy it and love it thank you god as you work your way through the psalm to me the heartbeat of the psalm is right there in the middle where god basically shows himself to david in such a way where he says the lord is gracious and compassionate he's slow to anger he's rich in love he is good to all and has compassion on all that he has made. These, this is like the heartbeat of the gospel right here in the psalm. And nothing takes me to that mindset, that heart of like, as when I give Danny, my little Dan, his bath and bedtime routine. Because during that time, I bathed Danny, put his cute little lion blanket on him. Um, he's feeling compassion. He's feeling grace. He's feeling love. As I lay him down and change him and get ready for, for bed, I rock him, give him a bottle. And when I'm doing that, it just reminds me of how good and compassionate our God is towards us. So anytime I'm starting to feel distant or thinking that, um, you know, God is just out there and he doesn't care about me, this is right here in the middle of the psalm. This is the gospel right here. The Lord is gracious and compassionate. He's slow to anger. He's rich in love. He cares for us. And I think the more that we get that message, the more that that gets into our heart, and we view God as not only a magnificent king who created billions of galaxies and super powerful, but he's also a kind and loving, gracious, compassionate king. 
who hugs us, who cares for us. When we mess up, he wants the best for us. He wants to bring us back on the right path. He doesn't want to keep us down. He loves us. So I can see David just sharing that, and I'm so glad it's right there in that psalm, and it's something that would be good to think about. As we receive God's grace and compassion in our hearts, as that becomes part of who we are and we feel that compassion, we can then look around and extend His grace to others. And um, you, can, you can see that in the psalm when, God talk, when David talks about how God fulfills our every desire, how He cares for those who are hungry, how He looks around and cares for us. That's God extending grace. And then He uses us as His children to be his hands and feet, to extend his grace to others. So as we are filled with his grace, we can look around and say, who in my sphere of influence, who in, who in my, who's around me that can use grace, compassion, care? I love this photo. You're probably wondering why it's there. Because it's funny, but that little gal, we were at the fireworks Fourth of July fireworks, and that's Ava. She was terrified of the fireworks. The, the sound was popping. She was scared. She was crying. And this picture is just, she found her way to Aunt Liz, nestled into her arms, and this is a picture of Liz extending grace to Ava. In need, <laughs> down, sad, boom. Feel the, feel the comfort. Feel the love. And this is why it's important to know that the way we extend grace and love and compassion as we look around, it can be small things. It can be anything as simple as that to like the great things that, that not the great things, but like the big things you think of like feeding the homeless and taking care of people. Like this is an opportunity to extend his kingdom on a daily basis. Um, next, I, I see in the psalm, the importance of calling on him. It says in the psalm that the Lord is near to those who call on him and call on him in truth. He is near to them. As near as Ava is to me in this daddy-daughter date, when we call on him, he is near. He is right there. And I think that that's very important for us to understand that God's desire for us is for us to communicate with him, to hear him. To, when we call on him, to not just talk to him, but also to listen to him. And as we do that, God both comforts us and speaks to us. And ultimately, this is what he wants. He wants us to call on him. When we're down, it says he wants to lift us up. When we're hurting, he wants to help us. And I love this little picture here because this is just a very simple um, idea of what it's like to have this relationship with God where Ava and I go out, have a daddy-daughter date. If she were to fall, I'd pick her up. We have all sorts of silly conversations and that's sort of how our prayer life can be. We can have silly conversations with God. We can have deep conversations. But the important thing is that we have those conversations, that we stop, take time, reflect, and talk to Him and spend time listening. And finally, David bookends his psalm with thanks and praise. He started with praising God, 
He ended with praising God. And for us as Christians, there's no greater cause of praise than the cross of Jesus Christ. And I love this photo because you can just see the awe in his eyes. And I think that's sort of the way that I, that I think about Jesus when I think about what he's done for me on the cross. That while I was walking away from him, he found me and brought me in. That while we ignored him and went our own way, Jesus came and rescued us. So David praising God, the king of everything, he's praising the God that saves. He's praising the God that is a hero. He's praising the God that while we were down and out and going our own way, he said, no, I'm not going to leave you there. I'm going to come in. I'm going to bring you into relationship with me. I'm going to die for you so that I can be with you forever. And that gospel message, when it's in our hearts and it's rooted there, it causes us to praise. It causes us to thank him. It causes us to live lives of gratitude. See, when we forget that we've been saved, and we forget that this loving father sent his son to die for us, we can become numb to just daily life. We can be less thankful, less joyful. But as, as we do communion here every week, that's why we do it. Because Jesus said, remember this. Remember me. We do it because as we reflect on the gospel and that goes deeper into our hearts, the praise that we have for him goes out. You probably noticed that you may have one of these little cards on your seat. One of the things that we're going to do here this week and maybe on through the month is to have that heart of gratitude, that heart of praise, to take that card every day, every day this week, write down one or two things you're thankful for. Thankful for. Um, it's a really simple act, but it's something that I think will start the day off right, the year off right, and get us in that posture of praise that uh, we want to do together. So as we reflect on this past year, and we reflect on what God has done in our lives, let us be a people that realize His greatness, enjoy His works, tell stories of His works, feel His embrace, know it, look around and extend His grace when those opportunities arise. Call on Him, communicate with Him. Get out of the car and spend time with him, looking around and exploring the great things he has for you. And let thanks and praise be on our lips from the time we wake up to the time we go to bed. And I know life isn't all easy, and, and sometimes it's hard, and that's when we lean on him more. Sometimes we go through things that are rough, and that's when we lean on him even more. So with that, I want to invite the worship team back up. I'm going to pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for all that you've done for us in 2016. 
Thank you for what you're going to do in 2017, God. Lord, you are so good and compassionate. It's easy for us to kind of go from one thing to the next thing at light speed. Just one event to the next. But God, help us to get out of the car, look around, spend time on the things that are important to you. The essentials of the faith, God, that draw us deeper and closer to you. That make us more kind and caring to one another. God, let this year be a year that we reflect on you, on your word, and then activate our faith. In Jesus' name, amen.